0: Podcast. You can
1: not be fumbling around with the papers, though. Why? Because then it's going to be all kinds of wrestling and all kinds of stuff. Man, at be, least hold it away from the thing. Man, you be tripping. All right, whatever. Go ahead. You know what? Whatever. Do what you want. Uh
0: huh. Bone Podcast. Bone Podcast. Between you and me. Why you look at me like that's my lines?
1: Uh-huh. You know
0: that's your line. I was trying to help you out because you're special. Extra, extra uh-huh. special. Bone Podcast. Bone Podcast. I said that one time. Hey, man. All right, anyway. Let's jump in. All right. All right. So today we're gonna to be talking about the seven virtues of manhood. Yeah. And since you ain't a man yet, I want to get you jump started so you learn. How about that? Sure. Whatever. All uh,
1: right. I let you say that I'm not a man
0: so you can continue to pay rent. Oh, ooh. But as we get finished with this conversation, you'll be a man. <laughs> <laughs> so I, these are seven virtues of a manhood as were written by um, someone. And so I'm not going to say these the total seven virtues for anybody, right? right? But based upon um, this book's called Play the Man, there were seven virtues of manhood, and I thought they were pretty good, right? All right. And so I just got finished doing a study on it, and so I just wanted to kind of discuss these seven virtues of manhood and hope that they help out you or, you know, some of your friends or some of my friends or whoever's out in the listening audience.
1: So we're going to be judging it based off of whether we think it's true or untrue, not based off of whether we think it is all-encompassing.
0: Nah, man, I think they're all true. I was—I just want what to mean, just have a oh, conversation. Oh, so you about, already think they're true. I already think they're true. I think okay. i think it was good. I just want to have a conversation about it to kind of expand on it so that it could be palatable because, I mean, I, you know, somebody else might not read the book or whatever. All right. And so um, just give our thoughts about what his virtues are so that it be palatable and and what's the other word? Su- suitability. So it be suitable and palatable. Bet. I can do that. All right, cool. So, um, seven virtues of manhood from this book called Play the Man. The first virtue is tough love. Tough love. And it says, here's what I mean by that. Being a tough guy doesn't mean sticking up for yourself when you get offended. A true tough guy sacrifices himself for the sake of others. <laughs> Wait a
1: minute, what? Being a tough guy doesn't mean sticking up for yourself when you get offended. Yes. A true tough guy sacrifices himself for the sake of there we go. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. I feel like uh getting easily offended isn't a sign of strength. Or
0: mm-hmm. True, feeling like you have
1: to or feeling like you have to defend yourself and you have to fight all the time. I think it's more a sign of insecurity and weakness than strength. I agree with that. So I definitely don't I definitely can agree with being a tough guy, like it's not tough for you to feel like you got to stick up for yourself all the time because you're always offended, right? Um, you now sacrificing himself for the sake of others.
0: You think that's a virtue that makes a man? Well, I'm gonna tell you, like I understand, I, I do. I, as, as I was, I'm processing it in my head, and I'm like, I don't know if I call, quite called it tough love because it's not what we look at as tough love, but right. it, I think I if I ascribe to the meaning that he has behind it. And if he mm-hmm. want to call it tough love, i let him call it. But sacrificing yourself for others, I think, is tough love. Um, well, hard love, I guess it's more like it. Because like when you look at love, and I've learned that, like, I mean, I guess there's a a bunch of different definitions of love, but if you go back to the Greek, the Greek um foundation for the words of love, you got Eros, you have um agape, and you have phalia, right? Right. And so. When you looking at those, you got uh, uh, agape love, which is that unconditional love, that undying love. And I think that's what is falling under tough love for them. And so it's like, and I know me and you had this conversation, we didn't even really conversation, I'm always making this comment to you, like it ain't about you, it ain't about you. And I think this is where this falls. It's like when you can step back and say, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna sacrifice the greater good for myself. Well, not even the greater good for myself. I'm gonna sacrifice the I'm gonna sacrifice the spotlight right now for me, so that somebody else can shine.
1: So I'm gonna, I guess, explain or 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 tell what my view of it is. I guess okay. Um, talk about my angle with it, but then also there's a certain context in which I could see this being the truth. Okay. Um, so I don't disagree with um. That being an important thing, an important character um, to have. Mm -hmm. Virtue, not character, virtue. Virtue Mm -hmm. to have. So my hang-up would be I don't necessarily see that as a mark of manhood or being a man in general. I would see that as extending past that to being a good man or to being a certain kind of man, but not necessarily that's manhood that was my first original hang up with it Mm -hmm. now when it's talking about through a context of um I guess getting the job done or providing or things like that and through the lens of it's not about self it's about accomplishing what needs to be accomplished Mm -hmm. I can definitely see it in that um but I feel like the sacrifice let me read it again God sacrifices himself for the sake of others. I feel like that is more of a, like, a compassion or a, a empathy or something else that isn't necessarily just you have to have compassion or empathy innately to be a man
0: type of thing. Okay, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna disagree with you. Right, you I was with you. That. I was with you until you got there, and then I'm until like, I got there. Yeah, and okay. then I went and I looked up what um. Virtue is, and it says the conformity to a standard of of right morality, All right. right? And so it's almost like setting a standard. Is basically what vir- the virtue is. It's like setting a standard. And then when you start saying what you were saying, I realized that as a father, right? As a father, it's always about me sacrificing, right? It's always about me sacrificing. And so, well, that's what I
1: meant when it came to in terms of like providing or. It's your job to make sure that everything gets done in spite of what you're feeling maybe at the time or how you feel about the
0: situation. Business has to be handled. Well, I, and you know, and it so so for fear of getting into roles, right? Uh-huh. For fear in, for, for fear of getting into roles, because I don't want to make this a role conversation. I'm just old-fashioned. I'm and,
1: not scared of the conversation. Well, it's not,
0: it's not about you being afraid of the conversation. Uh-huh. It's about I don't want whoever is listening to this to think I'm coming up and saying that men are the dominant and females are the, you know. Well, I'll tell you what
1: I think. Go ahead. So I think this is um encompassing, well, this trait especially, I think is, um represents a head. Okay, yep, 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 um, yep, 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 yep. So like the head, the the head of the household mm-hmm. or whatever that may be. So if you see yourself in that role, then this is a trait that you need to develop. Um in order to um in order to do it properly, to do it well, to really okay. en- encompass that role. I was going beyond that though. I'm, uh, I'm with you there. And I was gonna say, but just as between me and you, uh, uh-huh. as um wanting to be the, the man of my household, to be the head of my household taking on that role. That's what it looks like for me. Okay. So talking about it through that perspective. Okay.
0: Well so so here's here's the thing. And so I think it's something that has to be developed before it's needed. I agree. Okay. And so the way it's developed before it's needed is by practicing it mm-hmm. when you don't have to.
1: Okay. All I right? see that.
0: And so so that's why I can I can accept as being a virtual man a manhood. Because what I'm saying is if you can live a life like say for instance, it's funny. Um, you, you you see people make light of this, but you see a woman walk up to a puddle, and then a man takes off his coat and lays his jacket over the puddle so the woman right. can walk over. Like sacrifice. Sacrifice. That's like, that's that's the mindset I'm getting. Or like I, it's it's hard now because I was I was I was out yesterday or the other day, right? And 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 I was sitting next to to your mother, and it was another lady that was standing up not far from us, and she seemed to be a little older than me, right? right. And so my first thought was. I need to get up and offer her my seat. But now that we're in COVID, you can't very well get up and offer somebody a seat right next to somebody else because you got to keep that six foot distance. But that's that whole mentality, that whole mentality of sacrificing my comfort for the greater good. Because I feel like like really that is the mark of manhood because we we should be willing to sacrifice even when a child doesn't want to or even when a, a woman doesn't want to. You know, I'm not going to say it's fun. Go ahead. But-
1: um, oh, it actually is funny okay. uh, in this situation because I watched a comedy special. I can't remember who it was, but basically he was talking about the way that he was saying men and women love differently. Mm-hmm. Is what he was saying. Mm-hmm. The way that men love is through sacrifice. Wow. Ah! And they and men sacrifice so many ways that like your your significant other, your your, your girl, your woman, your wife, whatever. Wouldn't even understand them, they mm-hmm. understand the yeah, oblivious to it as simple as just like you laid up with your boo, you're laying on his arm. I don't want you laid there, I can't feel <laughs> yeah. my arm. So it, it, he was just talking about it's simple sacrifice that is, isn't even noticed. So, thinking about it in that context, like even the lay down in your coat, things like that, it's a lot of subtle, mm-hmm. um. Subconscious or yep. the things that fly under the radar type yes. of sacrifice. Yes. I can see that. Yes. That makes sense. That what that's where I was going. That's it. That's right. it.
0: So from that perspective, tough love seems like not necessarily the right thing to call it. Right. But based upon the concept, I I, I accept and ascribe to the concept right. that he's talking Maybe
1: about. Maybe tough love more like a perspective of it's not easy it's to do. It's tough on sing. me. It's right. tough on me. Hard
0: love. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I can I can I can get with that. So I'm cool. I'm cool. All right. All right.
1: Second virtue. Yep. You want me to read it? Go ahead. Um. So the second virtue of manhood is a childlike wonder about the world. And we kinda, we've kind of spoken yeah, about this a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we kind of
0: spoke about this a little bit. Uh, read on. Yeah, good, because I, I think you get this one.
1: Okay. According to the Pew Research Institute, half of adults read fewer than five books per year. And men read 13% fewer books than women. I don't know if you're above average or below average, but five books a year doesn't cut it. Especially since most men, myself included, average twenty hours of ESPN per week. All
0: right, so stop right there. Tell That's me about funny. that. Tell me you thought about that. Like, and you can, you can, you can actually substitute ESPN with social media. You can, I mean, you know, what I'm saying with o, 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 YouTube and social media. And so it's
1: like you're taking the time to consume things, so right. you can be consuming.
0: I, I can see that. Okay. All right.
1: Um, the most important law of ecology is this: L is greater than or equal to C. Yes. I don't know. L is greater than or equal to C. Go ahead. All right. For an organism to survive, the rate of learning must be equal to or greater than the rate of change happening around them. Yeah. Uh, With the rate of change escalating, we must learn faster, learn better, and learn more. All right. I can get behind that. Okay. As a a pursuer of
0: knowledge. And a connoisseur of social media. I'm not a connoisseur. YouTube, man. Come on. YouTube, social media.
1: Well, so I use YouTube... For knowledge, right? I know that's why I said but that. Yes, that's I, why I said I, I, that. okay. I I'll agree with you. Thank too. you, sir. I appreciate it. Uh, I think, and I've I've spoken about this before on the podcast. It's very important to always be learning, Mm-hmm. Uh, always be growing. If you're not growing, you're dying. If you're not
0: growing, you're dying.
1: So, uh, reading books is a great way to do that. Of course, there's other ways as well, but make sure that. Um, uh, I I don't know. I saw a tweet about this. Is it, it was um. We basically we don't learn anything about our own bodies, but we be learning about snakes, of um, fifty countries away that we'll never see in our lives. Oh wow! Okay. And so, even more so than just learning information, learning relevant, relevant information, information is even more so important. Um, so yes, I can agree and ascribe to that. I think that's important.
0: Yeah, and, and, and I agree because I, I like so it's cool to to gather and gain knowledge, right? But I, knew people, or I know people who have just gained frivolous knowledge just for the sake of throwing it out. Right. But it, they, don't, they don't apply it. And it's almost like what we, we talked about last, last week, our, last week was knowledge is not enough or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like you get this knowledge, but you get, you're supposed to get the knowledge in order to apply the knowledge. Erudition. You're supposed to get, <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to get this knowledge in order to apply this knowledge. And this, this virtue, I guess, takes a step back because it's saying it's to have a child like wonder means you need to acquire knowledge. Right. But then when you get it with all that getting get understanding or and get even, application.
1: Right. Because I'm a, a believer of it's more important to know concept than fact. Um from the standpoint of, yeah, you can learn all these little facts that can like, oh, I can throw out a fact for this or throw out a fact for that. But it's different when you um uh, you really grasp a concept. There's a difference. Um so it and even just in my life, I know um, this is in college. I have a few acquaintances, mm-hmm. but um, I went to this guy's house and his friends were there and they were having conversation. And I just took, I was a part of the conversation, but in a moment of the conversation, I took a moment to kind of sit back and just kind of like, I was, I really respected how much knowledge that they had in different concepts mm-hmm. so we could be having a conversation and uh, it would be about like a certain topic and, oh, I just read this. Oh, I just learned about this. I was doing research here and this applies to that. And so that was really, um, I don't know what the word, word is for it, but I really had respect for that. Mm-hmm. And it caused me to kind of look at myself like, am I going out and learning right. relevant information that I can apply to my everyday life, or right. like everyday conversation? Yeah. And so I just thought, that seems so adultish. Like, wow, <laughs> these people are like grown. A virtual manhood. Uh, even as far as um, just talking about, which is, is kind of off the rails, but like, it's one thing to talk about people or to talk about events, things like that. But when you can kind of talk about ideas and concepts, right. And so you have things to pull from and what yes. knowledge to yes. use, yes. I think that's really important for having growth. I think
0: that's quotable right there, what you just said, because that, that, that's the truth. I mean, ideas and concepts above all. Right. Because um, it's one thing to look at current events. But mm-hmm. if all you can do is is consume current events and spit them back out, I mean, come on, you're no different than a news source. I was
1: going to say, especially in the nature of how we see current events nowadays, mm-hmm. because we get current events out of the mouth of somebody else. We're not right. sharing our own perspective. Right, right. Anyway, we're kind of just sharing what we've read or what we've heard. So when you can understand something to the point where you can kind of add your thought process and, like, mm-hmm. how do I filter this through my thought process?
0: And expand upon it. Right. Like, just like I was just saying, like, this is a – a study I did, right? But I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to, you know, regurgitate what their study is. I actually want to have a genuine conversation around it and make it suitable and palatable for people who eat, look, think like we do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what it's all about. But it's all. It's also about like, like, like I said, having a childlike wonder. Is like if you see something that piques your interest. Like, I mean, I, I don't want to talk about your current endeavor. If you can, if you want, but if you see something that piques sure, your interest, can. like. Like Japanese, right, yeah,
1: I just um just to update y'all, since last week, I've started learning Japanese, which is incredibly interesting, actually, but I'm, I'm making pretty good progress,
0: yeah, I mean, you're always trying to write and speak it around me, but I'm like, okay, cool, whatever, but the, the thing is, but that's having childlike wonder, right, because right? now I mean that the world is flat, you're actually incorporating a skill set mm. that will allow you to do more than the average person. And it's so interesting.
1: I'm not going to get into it, but it's really interesting, just the concept and the understanding and the fundamentals of how the language was developed. But that's enough of that childlike wonder.
0: Childlike wonder, yeah. So childlike wonder, that's what that's all about. All right. So, um, read more, have a childlike wonder, learn more. Right. The third virtue of a man is willpower.
1: I think that's huge for you reading on. Okay. Um,
0: you... I mean, I, I, you said before I read on. So I oh, no, on. you can go ahead. I All was right. just throwing okay. that out there. Yeah. Um, so there's a, a <laughs> there's a, a, a quote here, and I remember when I first gave you this quote and we had to discuss it, was make decisions against yourself. I remember that. A man by the name of Jack Hay- Hay- Hayford said, um, the, the, the greatest thing that you can do is make decisions against yourself. The, sti- the distinction between permissible and beneficial is the difference between good and great. Don't settle for what's permissible. That's the path of least resistance. Go after greatness by going the extra mile. And so I'm going to tell you, I really like this, that whole willpower thing. The one thing I, I always tell people, man, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you got the right to do what you want to do, but this is the right thing to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's one road that we're going down as a nature, I mean as a nation, as a culture, as a world where – we, we are becoming wiser about the latitude that we have in actions, right? Uh-huh. The, the latitude we have in actions. Like, really, you can't stop me for doing what I want to do. There was a time where we felt like, well, I can't do this because. But now we're realizing you really can't stop me. And so now we're pushing the envelope as far as what we do. And I don't think it's um, the right thing to do because sometimes we do things that, we, that really shouldn't be done and 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 so having the ability to curtail that or having the ability to to harness that i think is a virtue of a man
1: mm-hmm. um just speaking on this concept so i would even say this far so in in all i would think this is the most important thing but i'll say at least for so far mm-hmm. um i think willpower is hugely important, especially that whole make decisions against yourself concept. Right, right. Now, I might be biased because this is the hardest thing, I think, innately for me, which is why, which it would be hard for anybody. It would, But it it was a hard thing innately for me that I have to make decisions to try to, like, strive and do that. And so that's why it kind of hit so close to home for me. Mm -hmm. Because even just in how... Yeah, it's just so important to be able to. It almost goes along of in, a lot into of integrity and things like yes, that. Yes, it does. Yes, uh, it does. I'm such a naturally comfortable person, and I don't have to like. It. it don't really matter what somebody else thinks. I'm. I'm gonna do what I want to do, mm-hmm. and, and all those kind of things that are innate to me. That um, I have to cause myself to be my own conduit for change. Right. Almost. Right. Right, uh, Because it doesn't, it's not going to be somebody else saying, oh, I don't like that. That's going to make me change what I'm doing. Uh, and so for me, uh, it it's kind of, I get better at applying that to like different concepts, but I'm still working on, you know, all the time spread throughout everything that I do, mm-hmm. having that. So, um, because whenever I'm getting into something, I think something's important. That's something that I do. I'm a very raw turkey person. Um how do I make this? I ain't lying How do her. I relate to that that, kind of like, that? that was sound a like metaphor that out of nowhere. That sounds like the powder one thing you hey, gave me. <laughs> so like, cold turkey is what cold I mean. Cold turkey, okay, cold I'm turkey. I'm a very gotcha. cold turkey person. So things like how we were just talking about I started learning Japanese. Mm-hmm. So like, all of my social media pages are in Japanese now. Oh dang, okay. Or I type with the Japanese keyboard now. Things like that. I um, I um, What's the word? Program is the first word I think that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. But I kind of know Condition? Condition is a better word. When i realize something is important and important for myself i start setting up parameters and things that force me to continue down that path of getting better at that or acting against myself in that way Uh because it'll be more comfortable to do other things but now i have to figure it out because i'm setting myself up to be forced to face this right um and so i'm just trying to take that whole approach to life instead of just like japanese or eating right or things like that i'm trying to kind of make that a more natural response for myself.
0: And I think that's important. And I I guess that's why it's a virtual manhood. Because if you can set up a central theme in your life to say, all right, I know everything that I'm going to naturally want to do is not the right thing to do or it's not good for me. I'm going to set up my life so that I have willpower to say no to myself or to go against myself. Like if I know that I know I'm running late, but I know I shouldn't speed. So I need to go against myself and not speed. Because mm-hmm. I know it's the right thing to do. Now, there's no police present, so I can speak, but do what the right thing to do is. And I think that's very hard for people to do. And that's why I think harnessing it or being able to have willpower is definitely a virtue of manhood. And I think that's something that you see just in
1: all great people in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know one that always sticks out to me is like Muhammad Ali, Talked about that with training, uh-huh. how he used to hate training. Yeah. But he he always in his head, it was like struggle now, work now, and forever live a champion. There you go, be a champion. there you go. So it's not even about something being easy for you or something being comfortable for you, but it's when you know it's the right thing to do, then do it.
0: You're right. And I'm gonna tell you, it's, it's funny, I got a song that's in my head, right? And so this is gonna be for the old school people that's listening out there because the younger people ain't gonna know it. But Frankie Beverly and Maze, right, or Maze featuring Frankie Beverly, they have this song that's called After the Morning After. And that's like one of my favorite songs, right? And 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 the metaphor that comes to mind when I listen to "After the Morning After" like hindsight is twenty twenty vision. It's like it's almost like you know, um, if you're doing something, even though you know, you know, it's, it's even though you want to do it, it might not be the right thing to do. You're not gonna know the payoff of it or the payback of it until sometime down the line. Right. And so, if you can develop a willpower, a, a willpower in yourself, it is willpower, right? Yes. willpower yourself to always ascribe to do those things that are um, within the parameters of what you should do and not just what you can do. When you, when the pay off comes, then you'll be happy. Rather than if you stretch the boundaries and the payback comes and now you're suffering. And so um, that, and
1: I just even wanted to stress, this is a conversation that I just had with um, a good friend of mine kind of um, and just talking about um, uh, basically, willpower and integrity and your foundation, mm-hmm. and just like once you say yes to something once, it's hard to say no. It's even hard to say no to it later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a snowball effect of, um, uh, of when you kind of have a lapse in willpower. Yes, yes, yes. So you really want to avoid doing that. Like, um, I can't remember who said it. It might have been Michael Jordan. It was one of those type of characters. But he would never give up mm-hmm. because if you give up once, then you tell yourself that it's okay to yeah, it's give okay up. It's okay to give up. Yes, yes. And so no matter what, I always fight. I always work until I can't no more. Yeah. Um, and so it's just it's important to kind of that willpower is really important. That's building your backbone. That's yeah. it's funny having you, a stable foundation. One of
0: your favorite people, Kevin Hart. I just heard him say something to that effect, almost like, um, "Don't quit." Cause you know, by quitting, you letting yourself know that you can quit. Right. You know what I'm saying. Even if you don't, even if you're not successful, don't quit. Right. You know. And so that that you're right. Just building that whole mindset and that whole lifestyle of will having willpower and and saying no to yourself, I think is very important.
1: I think it's very important to be just yeah. successful in general.
0: Cool. All right. So we are going with um four. Are we on four? Yes. All right, Cool.
1: The fourth virtue of manhood is raw passion.
0: Raw passion, almost like
1: your raw turkey. Uh uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Uh, I agree with this one uh, I think it's very important but it says it's a lust for life that doesn't settle for status or status quo feel that uh, it's an insatiable energy that motivates you to live each day like it's the first day and the last day of your life very interesting okay wasn't well, interesting very interesting um I think it applies in a bunch of different areas because I think it's important to have like passionate pursuits in life in general Mm -hmm. um so like you know what you want to accomplish your goals and things like that it's important to be driven but even um more recently I've gotten into the idea of just passion about yourself and your life in general uh what do I want to embody within myself what character traits what I want my life to look like now through everything I do, through every aspect, mm-hmm. I'm going, like, I'm passionate in my pursuit of achieving what I'm going for. And that's across uh, whether it's my work, um, my like, my passion, um, any activity, mm-hmm. uh, eating right, being healthy, all these different things, just making sure you're the best version of yourself that you can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I've just been looking at people that are really passionate about um, kind of striving to be by their pursuit. best in every aspect passion by pursuit and so even more so than just like for me oh I'm striving because I'm going to do this music thing and all that but just throughout life in general how can I be the best person the best right.
0: version of myself all the way around because the interesting thing about that is, is is you become plug and play after that Right. Which is what I, what I liked about these seven virtues. It's like they go across any discipline. You know what I'm saying? They go across any aspect of your life. And so if you put these seven markers in place, not saying that they're the all, 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 in all be all markers, but just these seven, if you put these seven in place and you live your life according to them, no matter what you pursue, I think there's a great, great opportunity for success. Um, You hear what I'm saying? No. Okay. So um, I... It, this is something I always said. It's it's crazy, especially as a husband. Um, men, and this is about manhood, and so I'm just not not leaving not leaving the women out. I mean, if y'all want to subscribe to this, it's fine. We're talking about manhood, though. I can't speak from a woman's perspective, but men are hunters by 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 nature. By nature, yeah, men are hunters by nature, and it's interesting with this whole raw passion thing. It kind of speaks to that being a hunter by nation. By, I'm a hunter by nature. And the thing is, if you don't if, if you don't find something to be passionate about, right. something to be passionate about will find you.
1: You you wanna know something funny? What? It's it's funny because this is current in my life, so it keeps coming back up, even with the Japanese, right? Uh-huh. So the reason I got into Japanese is because I was heavy into playing video games, you know? Mm, whatever. I got heavy into playing video games. Uh because a little bit of my competitive nature came out. I started playing a game with some friends and I was the last person in and I was like, dang, everybody's better than me. I wanna be the best though. And so a lot of time, a lot of hours went into getting to be the best. And uh, no shame, but I mean I'm pretty I'm pretty good, you know, at this I point. Know, I think I I'm played. top of my
0: squad. Okay.
1: But the reason one of the reasons I kinda got into Japanese is just recently, I don't know, maybe I think it was last week, I decided I was gonna stop playing video games on weekdays. Yeah, I think it was last week. Um, because I figured I could um like I could achieve so much more and be so much more um uh, productive if I was spending time instead of like after any time I finish something, I go to the game or something like that, I could spend that time doing something else. And so the problem that came in for me was all right, now I'm doing this no video game during the weekdays thing. <laughs> now what? Yeah, now what? Because okay, since I'm not just trying to get back to the thing, I would just finish everything. I've finished all my tasks, finished all of that. Now it's seven, eight o'clock. I'm getting the text messages in the group chat, yo, let's hop on, it's dub time, let's go. And I'm like, dang, well, I could might as fall, like yeah. I don't have anything else to do. I could just fall back into playing the game since I've kind of fulfilled all my obligations. And so that's kind of where Japanese has been great. I chose to find something else that could be productive for my right. life to do.
0: Right. Something you're gonna be to carry somewhere.
1: Right. And so now Japanese is like the thing that, oh, in my free time, okay, now I can do this, be in, I can enjoy this and it's productive as well. Right. And right. so it kept me from kind of I, I chose one thing so that I can End up falling into something else, right?
0: And, and that's 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 the, that, and that's how it is because I know I know me and um, me and these guys, we used to go play golf, we used to have these golf tournaments, and that was the one thing we were saying, like, you know what? So we out here chasing a white ball, at least we're not out chasing women, or we out right. we know, we are not not out chasing. because the thing is, we got that hunt, we have that hunt nature, and it's like, and so, and it's so funny for because mine, like. People have used mine to their benefit, not to my disadvantage, but it kind of helped me exhaust some of that hunting nature. Like if somebody want to find something, if they're shopping for something, they always call me or you know, send me a message and ask me to find a form because they know I'm going to be tenacious about that right. passionate pursuit, having that raw, pa- that raw passion. Is yeah, you love it. the shop is what you're trying uh, to say. I love to shop with other people's money. I don't like spending money. I can I agree like, with that. I like hunting, and, and so that's a way for me to actually hunt without it necessarily going against me, but it also benefits that others. That was
1: one of the best things about college, helping somebody else um, pick out their groceries.
0: Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You just love that. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Should I get this? Oh, that looks like it'd be real good. You should get that. <laughs> yeah. Your mama paid for that, right?
0: Oh, okay. So, raw passion is the fourth virtue of manhood. So, um, got to be about that. Fifth virtue of manhood is grit. All right. And not, that's not the grit you eat. Mm-hmm. It's grit. Grit is the place where passion and perseverance meet. It's resilience in the face of rejection, fortitude in the face of fear. It's a no guts, no glory approach to life, even in the face of impossible odds.
1: Um, That sounds great. Before we get into that, I just want to... Um, this is a tangent. Go ahead. But you brought up grits. I did. You want grits? Not that I want grits. Okay. I... Grits with, with sugar. What's up with that? I don't know, bro. I don't I know, eat grits I and know sugar. know some people like that. I don't eat grits and sugar. My thing is always like, if you want something sweet with that consistency, just eat some oatmeal. Oatmeal. But they but got like, on.
0: yeah, cream of wheat. You might eat sugar, with cream of wheat. I don't know, man. But nah, nah. I don't know. I mean, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm a salt, butter, some cheese in my grits kind of person. I just want to put give that Give me that butter. I don't even
0: want no salt, man. Just give me some butter in my grits. Maybe some cheese. Yeah, I'm cool with that, too. Yeah. yeah. I, I'll just
1: use cheese, but I yeah, like
0: cheese. Yeah, nah. Uh-uh. So you're, you're barking to the wrong tree about that. All right. All right. All right. That was a little tangent. Yep. Never had it. All right, grit um, so so and I, I used a word a few minutes ago called tenacity right uh-huh. and I, that that reminds me of grit but it's like you know a falling, falling off of the uh, of of the raw passion thing and now coming into grit it's saying you got passion and now you need to have perseverance mm-hmm. it means you got to be you know you got to go after it you can't let it go you got to you know consistently chase it and so um that That's where that that fortitude in the face of fear, like even if it seems like you might fail or you might not do well, don't give up, go after full force, that's that grit um it says uh let's say, even in the face of impossible odds, going after it, that's that grit, and so um i can I can definitely see because as 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 a man and I can speak as a father as a husband, but as a man in general, like we got to be the last line of resistance. If everybody else quits, we got to be here to run, you know to toe the line. And so um, odds our odds are always against us, but they can never defeat us because we got to be the last. You know, if you fail, fail if fall, still fighting. If you fail, fall, still fighting. Don't give up, whatever you do. Eyes front, head, how to defend and see it through. Yeah. That's 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 in my psyche. That was you know that's that's ingrained in me. And so that grit says that you know even if I want to give up, I can't. I got to do it. I right. got to gotta push for it.
1: Um, so I've had a lot of stories today, but Uh-oh. I have another one. Go ahead. So this was, I guess, a few months back at this point. Mm-hmm. But I was in a call. Uh, it was a Zoom call with a few people. It was me, a bunch of uh, college students, select college students, and it was some people from the entertainment industry. Okay. And there was this lady in here, in there. I can't remember her name for the life of me. But she was just talking about her experience. Um, she moved out to the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wanted to, uh, she's working in film and in TV. She wanted to, it was either direct or produce. Okay. But she was just talking about how, like, West Coast, California is where she was at. Is really that space for dreamers. A lot of people go out there to pursue their their dreams and their goals and their passions and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so you see a bunch of people come out and you see a bunch of people leave. Yep. You see a bunch of people, uh, they go through so many no's and uh, doors closing in their face and that kind of thing. And so you kind of see people that lose that drive and end up eat, like going back home or things like that. And so she was talking about kind of how she got through and her thing was, she's seen so many people come, so many people go. That whenever she went through something negative or she got rejected or got to no, know, her thing that she would always say to herself was, this isn't going to be the thing to break me. Mm-hmm. And so that's like the message that she continued to repeat to herself to make sure that I'm going to push through no matter what. I'm going to keep going because this won't be the thing that breaks me. And so that was just a a pretty inspiring story from
0: uh, that young woman. Okay. So. And I think it's important, especially for what, what, what the line of work you're pursuing. You have to have grit, bro. Yeah. You got to have grit. But I mean, it's, it's you know I'm gonna tell you, everybody that's adult male is not a man, right? You know what I'm saying? And they have to ascribe to some of these virtues. And we got so many adult males that give up. You know what I'm saying? That quit, that settle for the status quo, and um, I think they do well by at least trying to pick right. up some of these virtues because I think it it could be the thing that really turns their life around. So it's easy, especially when
1: you have. I mean, because it's, it's more comfortable. Oh, yeah. To let somebody else do it. So especially when you have people that will fill that role for you, like maybe a significant other Mm -hmm. or a parent or that kind of thing, it's easy to kind of fall back and say, well, I mean, if I don't have to do it, then, I mean, they're here for a reason, that kind of thing.
0: And that's why I've always tried to push you. I mean, like, look, bro, I meet you halfway, but that's as far as I'm going. The rest of the other half is yours
1: you just told me that uh
0: yesterday, yesterday th- I so did yeah, like you in charge of your first steps. Yeah, <laughs> it is i'm a, i'll be your last I could be mile last resort, i'll be your last mile yeah. but i'm not going to be your first mile bro right. and i meant that so all right cool so that was that was the fifth virtue now we're going on to the sixth virtue yes what's
1: the sixth virtue oh you going to read it bro? okay i'll pull it up the sixth virtue of manhood is a clear vision clear vision um that's helpful okay i, I, I can agree Without, with um, that, men need something to fight for, something to fight against. It's how we survive the storms that are bound to batter us now and then. Without a vision, a man will waste his life. but With a clear vision, he's a force to be reckoned with. I agree with that wholeheartedly because it's really hard to move forward when you don't know where you're going. Yes, sir. When you don't know what you're trying to achieve. Yes, so, sir. A vision, I think, is really important, mm-hmm. even in just helping you to develop the other things that are on this list.
0: And, you know, and it's funny because I, I used to talk, and this, this used to go more down the line of goals. But I think it's, it, the same thing applies. I used to talk to um, people, and I say, like, this is what I want you to do. I want you to think about going out, like you're going you're to play a basketball game, and you go out for warm ups, and the basketball goals are there, and you're shooting at the goals and everything, and you know, you're, you're doing your layup drills and everything else, and then you go into the to the locker room before the game, and then when you come back out, the goals are missing. The, you know the, the the baseline is missing the whole outline of the court is missing what do you do right you know what I'm saying and it's like it's hard to function if you have no visual representation of what you're what 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 you're after right right it's hard to function if you have no visual representation of what you're after and so that's why i think it's cool, i mean you, you got to have a clear vision because what happens is if you have a clear vision and i'm 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 big on on you know storyboarding or or what do they call them on vision boards you know creative visualization, uh, all those types of things, because what happens your subconscious mind is activated when it sees it, you see what I'm saying? And so even when you are not actively pursuing it, your subconscious mind is collecting all information necessary to complete the picture. And so, but in order for that to happen, you gotta have that first clear vision. You gotta visualize it, you gotta put it out there, you gotta study it, and then the whole universe conspires to help you to, help to complete respect. that picture, right. so yeah. um, I already Yeah, I already spoke on really what I had to say about it. Okay, so all right, so six, six, six virtual manhood is a clear vision. I mean like, if you yes. don't have one, I mean spend some time, I know like even your mom, like she would have us on our birthday sometime. Let's just sit down and, 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 and develop a vision. Like what's mm. your vision for yourself for the, for the next year? What's your vision for yourself for the next five years? I think that's important. I think it's important to have that vision because you'll know what you want to attack. If you don't have a line of attack, again, anything that comes in front of you, you're going to run after. Yeah. You know what it, I'm saying? It's really important to kind of figure out your vision, sit down, try to establish
1: that um, establish that vision, and then pray on that vision, meditate yeah. on that vision, yep. all those things, uh, making sure that you're vibrating at the right level. Uh-oh. We ain't going to talk
0: about vibrating, but <laughs> hey.
1: <laughs> Just th- make sure that you're... Um, you're giving out the right energy to receive what you're, um, what you're pursuing. No, you're,
0: you're right on with that. And that's, that's a good segue into the next one. Um, okay. And the next one says. Number seven. Number seven. The final virtue is moral courage. All right. Right. Moral courage. And this is um, courage is not simply one of the virtues. Right. C.S. Lewis. But the form of every virtue at the testing point. That's deep. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And Say that it, again. All right. Uh, courage is not simply one of the virtues, but the form of every virtue at the testing point, right? Now, like this says, where does moral courage come from? It says, from a conscience that is taken captive by a moral source, and I, I paraphrase that. And I said, in my case, it's God. This actually right. like, said it was from a conscience that is captive, taken captive by, um, by God. And then it says, the conscience is our spiritual operating system hardwired into the human heart and it requires constant updating and uh, and upgrading and i'm gonna tell you something like if, if if and that's you know virtue is is, is, is just about about morals right and so what this is actually saying to me is is that you have to have the moral courage to stand tall on the other six virtues uh-huh. right and how do you do that it's about source it's about for me it's god again but it's like it's it's about calibrating your moral compass. Right? It's about calibrating your moral compass against something and then making sure that whatever your decisions are made or whatever actions or activities that you undertake, it is in line with that moral compass. Right. You know, and, and so um if you don't have a moral compass, you need to get one because it will guide what you do because if you don't have something to guide what you do, you'll fall astray. And I'm going to let you talk on it because I I sent you all a quote a couple of days ago that I think was in line with this, and I want to find it.
1: So this is kind of more in line with the conversation that I was having um, with that friend as far as foundation. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was kind of more so speaking to this topic, but that whole conversation was, it's snowball effect. And so we were talking about myself Um, So I'm in college You're in college And of course For a little while long um, A a big part about That transition From being a child to adulthood Mm -hmm. I'm going through college and things like that uh, People always talk about finding yourself And that kind of thing And I think In terms of speaking on finding yourself I think the most important thing To find or to look for develop while you're in a stage such as this, any stage really, mm-hmm. but especially like a, a time right now where you have a defined line of you're transitioning into the next stage, is figuring out what your foundation is, what okay. your moral code is. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. very strong on moral code. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, in college, people try a whole bunch of stuff because other people's finding themselves look a little different. Than right, right. Um. But so... Of course, especially like less now because people know who I am and um, kind of know what I stand for a little bit more. But especially like freshman year, people are trying to get you to do things, ask you why you're not doing things, all kinds of stuff all the time. And so somebody could ask me something, but because I kind of, I've taken the time to actually sit down and kind of figure out what I am about, mm-hmm. what's strong on my foundation. So when somebody asks me to do something, I can clearly say to them, no, I'm not going to do that because that goes against my foundation and I owe myself the integrity of not compromising yeah, my own foundation. I love it. Yes, what sir. I tell people because that's a snowball effect. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. Give up one chip of your foundation, then any of it can go, and now you're just out here running around. You don't really know where you're going. You don't have clear vision. You don't have all of these things because you have lost your foundation.
0: Right, right. So, yeah, so that's, that's good. That's good. It it, 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 is, it it is being able – to consistently rely on your moral compass to help you make the right decisions and do the right things. Have willpower, that kind of thing. And, and then it also goes on to say that it needs constantly upgrading or upgrading and um, downloading or something like that. I can't remember what it was saying, but um, it means you, you gotta constantly, constantly realign yourself with source or in, right. our, in, in our case, realign yourself with God so that his spirit can, can be the thing that whispers in your ear um to tell you right or wrong. Like a lot of people they talk about you having you know your conscience is the devil and the angel sitting on your shoulders. You know what right. I'm saying? But you gotta constantly you got to get outside of yourself, um inside of yourself, outside of yourself to 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 center yourself so that you don't fall to the whims of everybody around you and what they're right. doing.
1: Just kind of recalibrate with recalibrate. that voice recalibrate.
0: There you go. Yeah. Recalibrate with that voice. And so this um quote that I found the other day that I sent you all is by Victor Hugo and it says change your opinions Keep your principles. Yeah, change your opinions. Keep to your principles. Valid. Change your leaves. Keep intact your roots. And that's that's what it's all about. It's, it's like awful. It hit me different this time. I Say what? I say it hit me different this. Did time. it hit you different this time? My sense to some people. Okay, so that's the thing. It's somebody like somebody need to hear it, that. Somewhere. It's like you gotta you gotta keep intact your roots. Like and I and you know and I I'm always talking to you and I'm saying you know what y'all hey context matters. You know what I'm saying? Because it may seem like what I'm saying is different from what I said last week. But let's go to the context of what I'm yeah, saying. That's always, uh,
1: well, this is a new respect that I've developed for you, sir. Oh, thank you. I appreciate Don't it, Don't smile sir. too much. Oh, dang. Okay. Um, <laughs> But we had a recent conversation because it's something you've been saying um uh, more recently. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, I can tell you what I said then because it wasn't based off of how I was feeling. It was based off of, and I can't remember the word that you used, mm-hmm. but it was ba- basically, it's based off of uh, it's principle, it's right. based off of the way that you see the world so I can tell you how I feel about this and what I said about that because I didn't say it based on how I felt about that specific situation I say it based off of the principles that I live
0: by. There you go. And there so go. that's
1: something that I can definitely respect sir. Okay. It's funny because the person, I'm just about to send this person a message mm-hmm. and they just sent me a message. Oh wow, okay
0: the universe conspired to help you how about that? So um I guess that's it. I mean, you know, The Seven Virtues of a Man, I think, is, is, well, Seven Virtues of Manhood was a study that I just went through and uh, it spoke to me. You know what I'm saying? And so because it spoke to me, I wanted to sit down and have a conversation with you, see how you felt about it, and sift it out and send it out to our listening audience um, to to see how they felt about it. So if y'all got any feedback on it, make sure y'all let us know, send us an email or um, just, you know, send us a comment. Let us know how you feel about The Seven Virtues of Manhood.
1: Yes, and I just sent that Hugo um, quote oh, to somebody. That. All right, cool, cool. Yeah, bars.
0: So, all right. Bum Podcast. Bum Podcast. Between you and me. Between you and me. Allah. Allah.